This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Uh, As always, folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call, 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Also, you can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com, or you can visit our podcast site at navigatingretirementradio.com. And joining us, as always, the man with the plan, the rusty, but most of the time, golden pipes, Tony Shore. Tony, you there this morning? <laughs> yeah, my pipes are better this week than last week. Yeah, you, yeah. Sure. Last last week you sounded like you uh, you had a frog in your throat the whole time, but this week you sound pretty good. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty much back to normal. Yeah, yeah allergies right. and cold. I don't know what it was. Talking too much, maybe is my problem usually. <laughs> a com- combination of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm better this yeah. week. Thanks for asking and. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your show, Travis. I always learn something, and you're very passionate about uh, finance and getting people on the right track and avoiding a lot of the mistakes you see people make out there, and that's you help your clients avoid that, and I know you want to help our listeners as well, so I'm excited. But first, how have you been? What's going on with you, Travis? (sighs) <laughs> that is a loaded question Uh-oh. because, yeah. uh, well, I mean, you, you, do we want an honest it, answer? No, I don't think you do. Uh, well, <laughs> no, uh, you know, obviously if you've listened to the show for a few weeks or, or for, you know, at least one show, you know, uh, as, as a father of three, four and under and, uh, and, and, and hope, hope, Hopefully, good husband, uh, and and hopefully uh, soon to be moving in a in a house that has taken twenty one months, and you know uh, it's. Have you ever seen the movie The Money Pit? <laughs> no, obviously my house is not the Money Pit as far as like what it's going to look like. But uh, do you remember whenever it was like just everything that could go wrong did go wrong? Oh yeah. Yeah. And the contractors yep. were just a nightmare yep. to work with yep. and to deal with. That has basically been our experience. I mean, you know, I hear I've that had from every... so many people, Travis. It's crazy. I do, Anybody who I has a too. house built, it seems like it's never done on time, number one, ever. There's always massive delays. It's always two weeks. And massive issues. Always two weeks. Always. When when do you think this will be done? Two weeks. Two weeks later. When do you think it'll be done? Two weeks. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is not a this is not an anomaly in the space time continuum. Right. I mean, it's not like we're Groundhog Day and it's two. It's literally two weeks every time. And uh, you know, just can you imagine if other people ran their businesses that way? Um, no, I can't. Yeah, I like, hey, don't uh, I need to come in for a dental appointment. All right, come in in two weeks. Come in in two or, weeks. Or no. They, or they pull the wrong tooth and then they tell you, oh, you wanted the other tooth pulled? Well, I can put this one back in and pull the right one, but it's going to cost you more money. Yeah. You still have I to mean, pay for me pulling the wrong one. 
Yeah, the pain is still there, and you still got to pay for something you didn't ask them to do. And and if you wonder why a lot of people go it on their own and they try to do their own DIY projects or do you know do whatever, that's why it's you know uh, we we could get going uh, so deep into this. Well, yeah, we but, won't we won't go there. But other than but that, know, other than I that, I know the listeners. I know the listeners. Like you said, I, I know that there is at least one person that's listening to my my show and my voice right now that's sitting there shaking their head going. He is 100% right. Oh yeah. I, oh, yeah. I know exactly what he's If saying. not everyone listening has had probably oh, yeah. an experience like that. Oh yeah. But now uh but how other than that how's everything going? I know you've been uh working hard and and work is going well, isn't it? Everything's going great. Uh we obviously we we had a we had a good uh good week this week. Um you know the uh had the Ed slot training a couple weeks back. Um We've, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, I know, I know everybody says, or, or a lot of people say, you know, blessed and highly favored, but you know, whenever you look at your book and, and God blesses you enough to where, you know, your book three, four weeks out, uh, solid, that's, that's a, that's a pretty good feeling. So we enjoy helping our clients. We enjoy working with our clients and, uh, our clients typically enjoy working with us from, from what we get. So, um, yeah, we are, we are blessed and, and, uh, could not, could not complain on that, but, you know, Tony, one of the things that I get on a frequent basis, whether it's questions from our class, whether it's questions from, you know, people coming in uh, to our office, even, you know, even people that that call in or uh, send emails from the radio show is the baby boomer generation, obviously, uh, is is one of the one of the largest in history, because I say one of the it used to be the largest, but uh now uh what is it demographics excuse me demographics say the millennial generation is actually going to eclipse the baby boomers uh or or projected to anyway uh so as being one of the largest generations in history it, it's coming with some challenges as they enter and get close to retirement because you know their their parents had uh, something that most of them don't have, which is what is pensions, right? Uh, they they went to work, they retired from their job, and you know retired and walked out of the door with maybe you know two percent a year for every year of service or three percent a year, whatever that was, and so they got a pension that was guaranteed for life. Well, most baby boomers now, or a lot of them, are going to have four hundred one ks and IRAs, so. There's a lot of confusion around IRAs and 401ks, et cetera. So I want to specifically talk about in 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 the light of going to the last Ed Slot training, I pulled some material from our, our meeting. I think it's going to be very informative. Uh, it's on IRAs. You know, it's it's what I call the the black hole of estate planning. You know, it's what what Ed Slot and his group call the black hole of estate planning. <laughs> and and the reason being is uh, IRAs have have obviously different rules. I mean, you know, case in point, one of the biggest stark differences is how is your money treated, uh, you know, while you're living, but also upon death. Uh, one of the things while you're, whenever you pass away while you're living, if you have money in, say, an after-tax account, like an investment account or something of that nature, um, if you pass away and, you know, you have stocks or, or, or assets that have appreciated when you pass away, way if if it's done properly most of the time your your beneficiary your state's going to get a step up in basis on the day of your death well IRAs are not like that 
because IRAs, 401ks, et cetera, they basically have to go through the process to pay uh, ordinary income on all of that money. Why? Because you got a deduction when you when you first took out the IRA or 401k and you're going to have to pay tax. And that's always going to follow whomever, whether it's the living or the, you know, the beneficiary the owner or the beneficiary, it's always going to follow that uh, that person. So there's just some stark differences and, and some things I feel like might be interesting. So uh, we'll start with uh, one thing. IRAs, I get this so often, Tony, is, uh, well, I'll just leave it to my estate or I'll just leave it to you know, I'll just leave my assets and let my will, uh, let my will govern the estate. Well, can't do that. Our, yeah, you can't do that. Really? Because our IRAs and and qualified accounts they pass by contract, not by will. I mean, generally not by will. I say that you can leave it to your will or your or you know to be governed by your will, but you're going to lose a lot of the tax benefits that come with that. Oh. Uh, you know, typically what you want to do and what most people, Tony, ha- and let me ask you this, have have you updated your beneficiary statement lately? Um, boy, I don't know if lately, I mean. Well, I say this because, you know, just like you probably every so often you go into your doctor for a checkup. Yep. Every so often you need to look at your beneficiary statement on your IRA or 401k and see how it's listed. You know, mm-hmm. if you've got a birth, a death, divorce, uh, anything of that nature may may cause you to want to reconsider, you know, how your beneficiaries are designated. And that's critical because beneficiary designations on accounts, things like IRAs, 401ks, other types of accounts, insurance policies, they take precedent over anything you've written in a will, right? Absolutely, because you can you could you could have in your will. I want everything to go to person X, and if you've named person Y on your IRA, person Y is going to be the person that inherits that IRA. Uh, your your will uh, does not override the beneficiary designation that you have on that account. Uh, so that's definitely something that you you need to consider. And I, I say this, um, I, I know you're you know if if. You know, Tony, I don't know who your if your financial advisor does this, but but he or she really needs to is every two years or so you need to really do a checkup and keep up to date forms uh, just to make sure. Because, you know, obviously mistakes can happen. Things things can happen that are going to be unforeseen. Why leave it to why leave that risk out there? Go ahead and just deal with it and make sure that you keep on top of it because it's only going to it's only going to pay dividends to your beneficiaries in the end. Uh, One of the other issues is obviously if you have money in after tax accounts or Roth accounts or uh, things of that nature, you don't have to take something every year once you hit 70 and a half, which at 70 and a half, Tony, do you know what that's called? Uh, Required minimum distribution. Required minimum distribution. I thought you told me once in an earlier show that RMD stood for required minimum distribution. But up until that point, I always thought it stood for really massive donut. <laughs> I guess wishful thinking, right? I mean, that's just wishful oh, thinking. Oh, Lord have us. mercy. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't mention donut. I actually, my wife has got me on a diet because she was like, oh. I either got to change your diet or your stress level. And since she can't change my stress level, she changed my diet. Sure. Uh, but hey, I will say this side note I'm down 19 pounds since April 7th. Holy cow. I didn't even yeah. know you had 19 pounds to lose. Well, congratulations. That was just on my chin. 
So what about but, uh, required minimum distributions? So required minimum distributions. First thing, first thing, obviously everyone asks is, you know, when do, when do I need to take it? You know, is, uh, I heard it was 70, but, uh, what, what's the rule? The rule is 70 and a half. It doesn't matter what your birthday is. It matters what your 70 and a half birthday is. So if you're born between January 1st and June 30, you're going to always take it as a 70 year old. If you're born between July 1 and December 31st, you'll always take your first distribution as a 71 year old. And why is that important? It's because if you take your first distribution as a 70 year old, you're going to be taking about 3.65% and that number is going to go up each year. So obviously 71 is going to be higher than 70. And if you don't take out the right amount, then the IRS sends you a letter says, Hey, we're from the IRS. We're here to help. And you owe us 50% of what you did not take. Now that could be five bucks or it could be 5,000 or 50,000, but you have to take your RMD. Um, one of the things I will, as a side note, and, and I was reading some of the some of the bills that are being drafted and going through committee right now. Uh, Tony, did you know that they're actually I say they being Congress, uh, they are working on a bill right now that would defer the RMD till age 75. Wow. Yeah. Do you know why? Uh, well, people are living longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your the mortality table has gone from 100 to 110, now 120. Mm. So but the RMD has stayed the same. And that's what uh, I think they're they're starting to recognize is more and more people are living past the age of 80, 85 years old and, you know, forcing that money out at an early age or an earlier age could cause, you know, significant issues depending on how long, you know, a person lives. And if you don't need it, you know, I really, I hate to say it, but I really think they should do away with RMDs completely. Do Will they do it? I doubt it uh, because that's a revenue source because obviously they they've want given that you, tax money. Yeah, eventually. they've given you X, and X amount of years to save that money. They want their money back, yep. right? Um, and and that that is becoming a very, very large amount of money. I mean, that's trillions of dollars in qualified plans right now. So, um, you know, one of the other things, uh, having money in IRAs, it's going to have a it's going to have complex distribution rules for life and death. Uh, you know, if if while you're alive, there are certain things you can do and you can't, you know, pre 59 and a half, you can't touch, you know, you can't touch your money without a 10 percent penalty, which I always thought was completely completely just ludicrous because it's it's your money i mean i hate to say this but i know they want to encourage saving for retirement but i just think that's that's a bit excessive um obviously 70 and a half you got to start taking it so uh that's one of the reasons why we talk about and when we talk about roth conversion which i am obviously as you know a big fan uh, the sweet spot is between 59 and a half and 70 and a half for me, because that's whenever the IRS literally takes its foot off the gas and there's no rules for your IRA or 401k. You can take out as little or as much as you want. Uh, typically, most people are going to be retired during that time, but obviously rules we have to follow nonetheless. Now, after death, now this is this is where it gets a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more dicey uh, for a spousal beneficiary, Tony. 
there's really not a lot of uh, change because obviously, you know, just like my relationship with my wife, what's hers is hers and what's mine is hers. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so like a lot of spouses and, and retirees, uh, whenever, you know, if the husband passes or the wife passes or, or whatever, how your relationship's made up, uh, whoever the surviving spouse is, doesn't matter. You know, you generally are going to have almost the the exact same rules for one as the other. Now, that's for a spousal beneficiary, a non-spousal beneficiary. That's where it's going to get a little more constricting because there are obviously rules and things that a non-spouse like a, a son, a daughter, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, a, a brother or sister, et cetera. That's where that's going to come into play. Uh, you know, you you may you may see your your beneficiaries take a lump sum. They may want to, you know, take it over five years. They may want to do a beneficial IRA, which we'll talk about at a later show because that's a whole show in and of itself. Uh, but there's all kinds of rules and things that you can and can't do. And one of the things, Tony, have you done this for your children? Have you have you sat down and done a letter of instruction for your children? Um, you know what we have, but it's been a while. We should probably update it. I would really recommend you update it, and I'll tell you why. Any anything that happens during uh, during a spouse, whenever a spouse passes away, if it's during a spousal beneficiary uh, period, the spouse is not uh, put in as as strict of a position. And if they do make a mistake or they do something, there are usually things they can do to fix that situation. If a non-spousal beneficiary makes a a mistake, it is usually irrevocable. That means you can't go back. There is no do over. You can't just get out of it and go back and say, I made a mistake. So uh, these are all things obviously we need to, to think about. Um, you know, one of the other things I really, I really do, you know, think most, most people need to realize is, you know, you think about it, IRAs in some situations could be double taxed. Uh, what I mean by that is now, obviously, the estate tax is one of those taxes, and it's got a pretty high limit right now, a pretty high, uh, pretty high deduction right now. But you know, could that come down? Absolutely. Was there a time whenever you know the the estate tax deduction was was a million bucks or six hundred thousand? Have those numbers come back up and been floated around? Absolutely. Now, right now, it's you. Most people will not have to worry about that issue. Uh, it's it's basically, I think it's what uh, as of this year with inflation, it's well over eleven million dollars each. Wow! So, so most people are not going to have that issue. But in future years, you may have a situation where that comes up again. So just just keep that in mind. And then obviously the other, and I said it was double tax. The other side of that tax is uh, obviously income tax because any money that goes out of that plan, out of that IRA, out of that 401k to you, to your beneficiary, whomever, guess who gets a piece? Uncle Sam. IRS, yeah. Correct. Uh, the the treasury is going to get a check from you. Now, here's the, here's the reason why I'm obviously such a big fan of Roth is because Roth has no required minimum distributions for owners. Uh, it does have some IRA distribution rules and RMDs for the non-spousal beneficiary, but it is still tax free. So even if tax rates were to double, what is, you know, instead of 10% or 12%, what is 20 or 30% of zero? It's still zero. 
So that's the reason I think Roth is something we need to really think of or think about and take advantage of. Um, let's see some of the other some of the other bullet points I put down. Uh, well, one of the things IRAs are a little bit different because during life, if you want to, let's say you want to gift your children stock or you want to gift your children a, an investment account or gift whomever, uh, an individual or, or natural beneficiary, if you, it's after-tax money, can you do that? Absolutely. But if you, you can't gift part of your IRA to your child or, or to someone other than if you get a divorce, the, the judge can gift part of your IRA as a quadro, which is a qualified divorce relief option. Uh, they can actually gift part of your IRA or 401k in that scenario, but you can't just take part of your IRA, give it to someone else and keep the pre-tax status and, and uh, all of the benefits that come with it. Well, and I know that a lot of people out there uh, really have a lot of misunderstandings about IRAs and don't understand how they work. But any of these retirement accounts, these tax deferred retirement accounts like a 401k and an IRA and 403b, and there are a number of different types, uh, you really need to know what you're doing or it sounds like from what you're telling us today, Travis, we could get stuck with a big, It's uh, I've heard it called a ticking tax time bomb when we're in retirement and all of a sudden have to pay taxes on that money in our IRA. Uh, well, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head and, you know, you think about it, uh, you spend all this time and all all of your life uh, in, in starting out baby boomers in their working years in the 70s and 80s uh, when IRAs first, you know, first became the hot ticket item uh, and 401ks, et cetera. You know, the old rule of the mantra was put money away. You're going to take it out at a lower tax rate. Obviously, makes a lot of sense. All right. You, you defer today at 30 or 40 percent, whatever, whatever your tax bracket was or 20 percent uh, back in the 70s and 80s. And, you know, whenever you get to retirement, obviously, you're going to be paying a much lower rate. Well, there was a period of time had you retired in that, that that might have been the case. And if you're there today, chances are that is 100 percent the case. Uh, unfortunately, in the beginning of your retirement, you may you may pay a lower tax rate, but getting into the middle and end, it could become a real problem. I mean, it may, but it it it's something that you really need to consider and you really need to think about when you're doing your planning. Yeah, obviously you have to consider that. So, uh, but there's a whole other uh, type of IRA where you don't have to pay taxes when you take it out, and that's a Roth, right? A Roth IRA, absolutely. And that's that's why I say, Tony, uh, you know, I I don't recommend obviously, and I'm I'm saying this for full disclosure. No one go out and convert all of your IRA to a Roth. You're not going to like what comes at the end, which is the big tax bill. But, you know, small bites at the apple just to start to to really draw that down a little bit. That's really I think that's really going to be key. Now, there is a limit. I mean, there's if you depending on your situation, your withdrawal rate, depending on how much you have, that number may vary. But it's something you definitely need to consider. And, you know, you need to have someone qualified to sit down and have that conversation to show you kind of what the break even point is for you so that you can find out, you know, is this really something that is going to be beneficial for my family and myself? Or is this something that I'm really just kind of prepaying Uncle Sam and it's really not going to benefit me at all? You don't know unless you have someone that can sit down and lay that out for you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to work with a professional like yourself. Now, we're out of time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? 
Absolutely. And Tony, we blew straight through the first break. <laughs> Yep. The uh the the listeners can get a hold of me at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839 or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Send us an email with your question and we'll be glad to talk about it next week. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.